Hi, I'm Robin and welcome to Well-Conceived Business. We help online business owners within health and wellness to create a business and life that is not only well-paid, but well-lived. Here you'll find honest and refreshing conversations about what it takes to create a business around your life, what healthy hustle looks like, as well as insights and tips on growing your audience, your signature program, your profit and your peace. Ready? Let's go. Hello and the biggest welcome back to Well Conceived. Thank you so much for being here every week. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate it and I love podcasting. So if you ever have any requests for podcast topics, if there's ever anything that you want me to talk about, then please reach out to me on Instagram at Launch Easier Life and I will add it to the list of things that we can chat about on the podcast because podcasting is my love language. I love it and this podcast is not going anywhere soon. So today we're talking about discovery call tips that nobody is talking about and I don't feel like I see a lot of people talk at all about discovery tip calls and how to improve not only getting more discovery calls, which is what we talked about last week, but how to convert more on discovery calls. And these are just strategies that I have used myself. I will be fully honest with you that one-to-one coaching is not my specialty. So I've only done it periodically and I only have capacity because I have a part-time business to take on a small number of one-to-one clients. So I have not had hundreds and thousands of one-to-one clients, but I have from time to time done the tiniest bit of fertility one-to-one life coaching and more so one-to-one coaching within my business. So as I say, I take on a very limited number of one-to-one clients And these are some of the things that I have worked, but even from just understanding customer psychology, these are some tips that I have for you on how you can improve the conversion and the experience of your discovery calls for your cloud nine clients. Now, if you are working part-time in your business and you're like, yeah, you know, I don't think it's my calling either. My calling is as an educator, providing online courses and holding space for communities, big communities, which isn't to say that my one-to-one coaching isn't rad. I think it's rad. And especially because we get down and dirty in done with you experiences. What I love about that is the hands-on, but maybe you are better as an educator and more so maybe you want more free time in your life and your business. Maybe you've created this business and you're like, my God, there's not enough time in the day. My kid, like I need more flexibility because I have kids or I have parents who I'm looking after. And you're starting to realize that one-to-one might not be the best model for you, then reach out because big thing that we have is our online course, Launch Easy Life, which we have just finished delivering the curriculum. And that is so freaking exciting for me because over the last 10, 11 weeks, we've been delivering a robust curriculum all of the email templates, including things like promotional emails for webinars, live launch emails, abandoned cart emails, all of the swipes, all of the templates, all of the calculators, everything you need to create and launch your online course. And if you already have an online course, how to circle back and really improve that experience, not just for your customers, 
but for you and your profitability, we go through sales pages, webinar pages, we've got challenge stuff, heaps in there. So reach out to me on Launch Easy Life if you would like a VIP invitation into that community because it's rad. So we're talking about discovery calls. So if you love one-to-one coaching, if it works for you, maybe you're beginning your business and one-to-one coaching is where you're at while you find your flow and really what it is that you talk about and excel about, how do we really start to convert more? So ideally, you want to be converting about 50% of the people who sign up for a discovery call. So if you get 75% of people, huzzah, 100% is a really hard target to aim for. But if you get 50%, that's pretty on par with industry average. So that's what you want to do. And how do you do that? Well, step one, and this is where, and I talked about this a little bit last week, is really tuning back into consumer psychology and where they are at when they hit that button to book in a discovery call with you. They probably had all the nerves. They may have visited your work with me page a bajillion times. Do I need this? No, I don't. Am I really struggling? They may have had to admit that they're struggling. (laughs) Thinking of what it has probably taken for them to hit that button and thinking of the energy that it takes, right? So it's always easier for people to stay stuck. It's really hard. It requires momentum for people to make the decision that they're ready for change and ready to invest in making change and getting help for that. Because we've all been taught as we've been growing up that asking for help is a sign of weakness and it's the biggest bullshit on the market because one of the biggest differentiators between CEOs and managers or general frontline staff is that CEOs have learned that they shouldn't do everything on their own. And so they outsource stuff. Huzzah. (laughs) So actually getting help in your life, in your business, in whatever capacity is actually a sign of strength and how people succeed in the world. But anyway, they have momentum. They've had this burst. They decided that now's the time. They're sick of their own shit and they're ready to do something maintain the momentum, right? How can you maintain that momentum instead of, which is natural for what our brains do, their brains kicking in and telling them all of the reasons why potentially now is actually not a good time for them to do that. Their brains will kick in and say, well, maybe I don't need help anymore. Oh, this is expensive. What else could I spend my money on? Their brain will start to think of all of the reasons why maybe they should back out Maybe, oh, no, but I was going to go, I don't know, grocery shopping on that day when I booked the call. All of the reasons why they shouldn't show up to that call and why they maybe don't actually need coaching. So number one, make it a quick process between booking the call and having the call. So obviously, you know, if you have a lot of calls coming through, particularly if you're running ads, you want to automate that process. But if you have people just messaging you on Instagram, One of the things I love doing is don't ask them to pick a time, but going back to them and saying, actually, I've got time this afternoon at this time. Do you want to quickly catch up and making it a really quick process between them reaching out and them then signing up and taking action? Stay in that momentum. So if you have something like Calendly, making sure that they can't book appointments like four weeks in advance for a discovery call making that a quick process and not a super long lead time. Then thinking more about maintaining that momentum might look like 
So maybe they, what are all the reasons why they might not show up to a discovery call? I don't have enough time. Maybe I don't need it now. In your confirmation email, maybe you can take away some of the scariness of that call. Hey, here's how it works. Here's what to expect. Maybe you'll also have some of that on your sales page. This is my personality. Hey, it's a very casual chat, you know, take away all of the scaries of that call and then allow your personality to come into it. Tune back into this is who I help and what I help them with. And this is my specialty and my credibility and my qualifications so that they're like, oh, yeah, this is the right person. This is where I'm at and they can help me. Right. How can we maintain that momentum and get them to show up to the call? So then making sure that you send reminders with links and what to expect. So one of the things that absolutely gets me is when, sure, the link or whatever, or there's just an add to calendar link in the thank you page of what I've signed up for, but there's no reminders and there's no link to the actual Zoom or whatever it is in the reminder emails. If I didn't add that to my calendar and get that link on the thank you page, have I lost that link forever? Please don't do that to me. So going through and making sure that number one, you send reminders. I love to do both a 24 hour reminder and a one hour reminder. So making sure you have both of those, making sure that they both include the link to the call and any pre homework that they need to do. So it's really, really clear. They've got a reminder. There's no ambiguity about time zones, especially for me living in Perth in Western Australia. It gets me all the time. So it's all there, right? So making sure that everything is a really smooth and easy process for people, making sure they understand exactly how it works. So again, whether you put that on your sales page and then ideally building a little bit of rapport before the call in your emails and showcasing your personality. So one of the things that we want to do when we are trying to enroll people in our products and our services is we don't just want to sell them on the transformation. We don't just want to sell them on the package we're also trying to sell them on us. So part of that is building rapport with people and you can do that before you even get on the call. If you're a health and wellness practitioner and you're growing your business, you know that Instagram is unrivaled in its ability to grow, connect and convert your audience all on the one platform. But it's not just about going viral and reaching a bunch of people. It's about grabbing your cloud nine client's attention in a way that positions you as an authority and a service provider. Want to know exactly how to do that? I have a free PDF case study with three example posts that will give you an insight into three different types of posts you can create today to help you do just that. Check out our show notes or visit launcheasylife.com social to get your hands on this free PDF copy today. Building rapport with people, and you can do that before you even get on the call by maybe having some common points of interest. And this is where you see people online saying things like, I'm a donut lover or whatever that is, or show up to the call in your pajamas with your fur baby, whatever it is. So you don't want to just insert random things in there. But if there are some things that people can anchor onto, to feel like they know you a little bit, to release some of the pressure or the internal like ah, about attending the call, 
what are some ways that you can insert your personality? So even just in the closing line of emails, right? Not just kind regards or yours sincerely or anything like that. One of the things I used to, I cringe now looking back at it, but one of the things that I always used to close off was with love, light and pineapples. Like who was I? Then one of the things I usually sign off with now is always in your corner. So whether it's business, personal, whatever I'm helping you with, just know that I'm in your corner. So how can you add personality through things like the closing line, the PS, the way that you write so that people can feel like they get to know you and so that you can take down some of the barriers or defenses that people might be feeling because they're going to feel nervous jumping on and talking to someone for the first time, admitting that they've got a problem and that they might need help and then getting ready for the pitch. So where can you build rapport before the call in your emails? And then once they get on the call, building rapport really quickly, as quickly as you can. So starting the call, not with, okay, this is, you know, this is what we're talking about, or what are you struggling with right now? Jumping on the call and maybe you compliment them like, oh my God, I love your hair. Or, oh my God, that color really suits you. Or if you've got a point of interest, oh my gosh, you're in Perth too. Are you north or south of the river? Whatever it is, is there some kind of rapport or point of connection that you can build through? And maybe that's something that they've seen of yours. I love that you read that article and then leading into the conversation and always being prepared. And this is a lot of, you may know this already, but a lot of entrepreneurs have things like ADHD, where a lot of us are neurodiverse. And if that's you, it really has to be a conscious act to not interrupt people. I struggle with this all the time to not interrupt people because you have a thousand ideas and you want to help and you want to talk to them and you're excited that they're on a call, consciously tuning in and being like, listen more and not trying to fill every moment of silence with your voice, sometimes allowing them to take a deep breath and then continue talking, right? So building rapport, being a listener and allowing them to talk about why they've booked the call with you, what's going on for them, and what they feel that they need help with right now and really trying to tune into empathy, connection, repeating back to them what's going on for them and getting help might mean. So being just a real human being in that circumstance and a beautiful friend who is there to listen and see if you can help them, right? Going through maybe what to expect on the call or what to expect on your coaching. This is how it works and this is what it's about so that they can see if that's something that they want to be a part of and really tuning into reading the room. So if you can already tell from the start of the call that it's not going to work, wrap it up. Don't waste your time. But if you think that there's a particular angle or particular thing that they really want to help with or that they really want to dive into, not feeling so tied to a particular script or anything like that, that you can't talk about something or that you have to, even with things like podcast interviews, when we have scripts and when we have this list of questions that we feel like we need to go through, it can start to become quite robotic. So taking a step back, reading the room at every stage and being flexible and being prepared to ebb and flow. And again, coming back to just being a human being. If you ever get on a discovery call with me, 
whether you want to explore one-to-one coaching, you want to join the mastermind and you've got questions, you will know that I don't follow a script. I just jump on, we have a chat. And if the program's right for you, the program's right for you. If it's not, it's not, right? So I'm very much a human being and I try to do most of my selling on my sales page and through my content strategy. So then you've done the call and it comes time for the pitch, right? So number one, not feeling nervous about the pitch, stepping into, so do you think that's something that you would like to explore further? I can tell you how it works if you like. Again, I am very much in the camp of be a human being, right? Letting them know this is how it works letting them ask you questions about the program. So not just diving into a giant monologue of this is what it's all about, etc. This is who it's designed for. This is how it works. And this is what you can expect to like in terms of transformations and benefits. When it comes to the price, letting them ask you, well, what's the investment? So I, as you know, if you tune into past episodes, I always love to have the price upfront. Something that you can do if you Either way, if you know that if they know the price or even if they don't know the price, something that I like to do to just keep momentum is sometimes I will say to people, but if you wanted to jump in in the next 48 hours, I'm happy to give you a little bit of a fast action momentum bonus. And that can be in the form of a really stellar discount, right? So like $500 or more. If you wanted to jump in quickly with me, and I don't generally say to make people sign up on the call because I just feel like that's pressury. If you wanted to sign up by the end of the day or if you wanted to sign up in the next 48 hours or if you wanted to jump in by the end of this weekend, I would love to give you a fast action bonus to help you feel really good and really excited about working together. And again, make it a juicy one. Don't make it like $100 or whatever it is. Make it a good discount. And if they're like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if they're just like so close, sometimes that's like, oh my God, yes, I'll definitely do that. I'll take that up with you. And that helps them feel really good about taking you up on that offer. And then what you can say, number one, is you can email people a thank you after, not a templated thank you, a personal thank you. Hey, just wanted to jump in and let you know, I really enjoyed chatting with you today. I hear what you're saying about, repeat back to them what's going on for them. And I would love to explore this further with you by working together. As I mentioned, if you would like to jump in, this is the next steps, right? So email them a really personal and heartfelt thank you after for taking the time. And yes, this might take you five or 10 minutes of your time, but it's probably worth it if you want a new client. And then what I like to do at the very end of the call. So let's say someone has, this is what I don't love is when it's left up in the air. And I am not going to chase you up if it's not right for you or if you don't want to work with me, right? So if you don't get the vibe on the call and if it's not for you, I'm not going to be someone who follows you up 12 times. What I am going to do though is at the end of the call, if it's up in the air as to whether or not they're going to work with me, I will say, hey, will you get back to me by and I pick a date. So don't say to people, can you get back to me next week or anything Can you get back to me on Monday by five o'clock? Either way, which decision that you make, just so that I know that I don't need to hold that spot for you or whatever it is, but just pick a day. Can you let me know either way by Monday, close of business, what you decide, if you'd like to jump in or if you'd like to take a pass for now. And I always just try to put a date on it because then what happens is 
If Monday passes and I wish to follow up with that person, maybe they were a perfect fit and I felt like the call went really well. I was like, this seemed like it was going to be a dream boat match in heaven and they haven't reached out to me and I'm like, I really want to know. Then on Tuesday morning, hey, didn't hear from you, just wanted to check in with what you were thinking and where you were at, whether or not you wanted to jump in with me. If they don't reply, I can be fairly certain that the answer was a no. But then if they do reply, maybe they're still thinking about it or maybe they're like, oh, yes, sorry, I haven't even had the chance to look at it, right? Then you can say, no problems. Did you have any questions? Let's talk about it. And you can keep the conversation going a bit further. But at least that way, it kind of gives you a point. You know, that awkwardness, I've I've never really dated, so I don't really know. But are they going to call me? Am I going to call them? What does the next step look like? No, put a date on it, put a date and a time because then you know when that date and time has passed that then you have the opportunity to reach out and be like, well, did you make a decision yet? It's okay either way. And number one, don't assume that they're not going to do it because literally so many people have said to me, oh my God, sorry, I completely forgot. I haven't even had the chance to look at it yet. Let me circle back. And then people have joined after listening to that. So hopefully that has given you some of my tips and I find that nobody talks about so many of these things. Nobody talks about what to do when they don't get back to you. Nobody talks about maintaining that momentum and honoring that it's a big decision for people to make when they jump on a call. So hopefully that has given you some really stellar and good tips to help you convert more on your discovery calls. If you love this episode, go on, just reach out to me on Launch Easy Life. Let me know. Let me know that you appreciated this episode or if there was one nugget or aha moment come on, let's start a conversation. Let's start a chat. I would love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear, like I said at the beginning of this episode, if there are any topics that you would like me to dive further into. Thanks for joining me this week. And I cannot wait to chat again next week. We are done with the meat and potatoes of this episode, but I am not letting you go just yet, my friend. Before you jump off, I have three quick things that I would love to share with you. Number one is thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more about growing your visibility through Instagram, podcasting, or Pinterest, creating or launching or growing your signature program, automations, or many more online business nuggets of gold, pause now, hit that subscribe button because we are here for you weekly. Number two is if you would like to learn more about working with us and joining our signature program, the well-conceived mastermind, which is unlike any mastermind you've seen before, check out our show notes below and you will find all the links to join the waitlist or sign up and join the mastermind now. And number three, lastly, if you do nothing else, make sure you come and find us on Instagram for daily behind the scenes and hugely savable and value-packed content. You will find us at Launch Easy Life. Well, that's it from me today. Now go out there and create your well-paid business and your well-lived life.